You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Alan. How's my baby? Oh, Joshy Poo. It's Omicron 2022. I know. What's up, Omi? Rolling with my Omis. <laughs> oh, man. This shit is bananas. Yeah, yeah. It is B-A-N-A-N-A-S to the maximum. It, it, yeah, whatever what the song the is. Say? I'm not that cool. I don't know. I don't know. And after working with all these children and they're like, do you know who like Snake 2000 is? And I'm like, ugh, no. Do you know who Billy Joel is, fucker? <laughs> do you know who that is? <laughs> um, But I'm excited about today. And yes, um, I am now safe and sound back in New York after the apocalypse that happened in Cambridge with the show closing. Oh. We were there for 18 days after the show closed. To quarantine. To quarantine. Everybody is fine. Everybody got out. But, um, and of course, I had a cat sitter, so I couldn't really come back to New York. So it was just like, I'm in Cambridge actively alone and trying not to get sick and die. Um <laughs> But while while we were there, we got to talk to my favorites, my my show besties, Deborah S. Craig and Javier Munoz, who I love. Did you know that they know him as Sexy Hamilton? Um, I do now after the interview. It, Isn't that it, insane? I mean, look at the dude. He is a handsome mofo. I know, but nobody was like, oh, you're a sexy Bach. Nobody was like, you're sexy Barry. They were like, oh, you're pingy. You're pingy. <laughs> Um, sexy but Barry. anyway, yeah, listen, you're, you're sexy producer, sexy Sheldon, <laughs> you're, you're sexy broad Broadway podcast network. That's what you <laughs> Well, I'm excited for the episode. Are you? I am so excited and I had never met Deborah before, but man, she is fun. I mean, Javier is amazing, but Deborah, Deborah, Deborah is freaking hilarious beyond is, my wildest wildest expectations. Yeah, she's like Brooks Ashmanskis, like I cannot keep up. Um but anyway, I'm excited for you all to hear the episode. If you want to support us, you can. Go to patreon.com/joshswallowsbroadway and now here comes the episode. Ready, Alan? Roll the music. Boop. 
everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Josh Swallows Broadway, COVID edition. I am sitting here with my angel babies, Javi and Deborah. Hi, friends. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, my gosh. So I have fallen in love with you both so hard during our simple reading of Wild, a musical becoming. <laughs> And I've been yes. fans of yours for so long. Um, it's just like a dream come true. Like Deborah, I can't tell you how many times I saw Spelling Bee. It's one of the best things I ever experienced in my life. Oh, I'm already engaged to you. You don't have to keep. I mean, I already said yes. So <laughs> thank you. I'm so flattered and I'm I'm so amazed by you in general. Like you're I've been telling people you're the funniest people person I ever met. And you're just your heart is so big. Your talent is so enormous. So just, just to know you is, is a privilege. Oh, friend. Oh, friend. And Javi, my angel. Oh, Javi, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, our friendship sort of started on Twitter. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, I got the list of people that were in this. And I was like, stop it, Javier. No. <laughs> No. Well, I find that, that, that like social media connects me to a lot of people in the business and then I finally get to meet them and it's like even more wonderful and you're exactly that like oh. from the moment that I got off the train and said hello to you and you were like we were on the same train but didn't really know and it was just like oh my friend this is my friend this is my friend <laughs> new best friend new best friend for life and new fiance my part-time yes. model of a of a fiance Yes, and you all can't see Javi, but you should know that he is, say it with me, Josh. <laughs> Javi's turning red. He Javi. is sexy, sexy Hamilton. But more than that, he is just a million watts of charisma and love and joy and talent. But it's just, it's that light. You just, you just want to walk toward it. And you, you, you walk toward it and you're, you're careful because you don't want to go blind staring at the sun. <laughs> but that is, those are your choices. To walk toward the sun or don't, don't walk toward the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I think Jeez, like y'all. one of the hardest things is not being with you two, like in person right now, because we're all locked down up here in Cambridge. Um, and also like how sort of gut wrenching it was to like be in front of an audience again, like full houses, yeah. fucking Idina Manthal. And then just, it just stopped, you know, uh, how yeah. have, how have you both been like, I don't know, I guess like, how are you both getting through this right now? Honestly, this is quite like familiar, you know, the, the, the March lockdown, the Broadway lockdown, <clears throat> I had a one man show I was doing off Broadway. And so I literally was, I had an audition that morning and I'm waiting for the train to go back home so I can just like get in my zone for the, the night's performance. And I got a text from the stage management that come clean out your dressing room. Broadway's shutting down. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, so like the, it, it happened, you know, in a blink the, the last time. So this quite honestly, you, you know, it's not that it makes it easier or better or lighter or any less 
um, heartbreaking, but there was, there's like some part of me that has a resilience for this now. That's just mm -hmm. like, yep. And your show's closed, you know, Omicron took over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. What about you, my, my Deborah, my baby, my angel? Oh, I'm going to circle back. First of all, we don't call it Omicron. I call it Omi. Rolling with the Omi. Where my Omi at? Oh, all over Cambridge. What was this one person show you were doing? I need to know about this. This was, it was called, oh my God, I'm forgetting the title. Holy moly, my brain. I'm so tired, y'all. That's um, hilarious. You're like, what was the show that you were in? The one man show. It, I'm going to let you think about it while yeah. I'm going to circle back to another topic. Go on, Google yourself. I have to. I know, it's okay. You're going to be like, well, this guy is sexy. Um, <laughs> and he can sing. Oh, my God. And he can really act. And then oh you'll God. have to close your own laptop because you're like, I've been staring at the sun and I have no sunglasses. <laughs> so um, back to Idina, like, let's talk about like that lady is the coolest chick ever, but also she delivered so hard. Like I, I'm sad that we've closed, but I will say that getting to be on stage and listen to her, like in her, all her glory was something I will, I mean, I know I'm fangirl, but. It was just awesome. Like when she hits those, when she really hits those, those notes and that special part of her range, like you feel it viscerally. You're like, ah, oh, I believe like I, like there's part of your baby soul that's been healed. Yeah. So. It's like a gay orgasm. Yeah. It is. It's, <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. No, I, I remember, you know, I, I think, I think my favorite, most, most precious memory of the experience of working with Adina is standing behind her while she was ramping up to sing wild and then just watching her do it and her arms and the thing. And I was just like, Oh my God, it's amazing. You know, it's, like, it's, it's bananas. Yeah. It is bananas. And dear listeners at home, I have to share this like 30 second clip real short, just so you can hear her do it. Go for it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, like defying gravity, if you will. Yes. And I will. Yeah. <laughs> but also, and I feel this way about you too, both of you, like going to rehearsal and being like, that's Javi. That's Deborah. That's Idina. You know, like I remember the first day of rehearsal, we were rehearsing. 
at uh, the Boston Children's Chorus or the BCC yeah. at their building, which happens to be in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like it's in Brigadoon. It only appears every 5,000 years. I'm so glad to know that we can curse in your podcast. Oh, please, please. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the only fuck, yeah. curse words are my only friends um, besides you, you both and Idina. Um, but there was like one restaurant next door. It was like the option. And so I went there, sat down. And next thing you know, like Idina walks in and is like, can I sit with you? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. What's your name again? Oh, Idina. Interesting name. Rhymes with fly, Tina. Well, that's uh... all I'll remember. It. Oh, and um, did you audition for this or how, what was your process yeah. getting there? Yeah. So you, you made a self tape too, you know? Um, oh so we're circling back. You asked how we're how we're doing in this. Isolation. Yeah, one thing that has gotten me through this is all of you. Like, just have like all the phone calls that we have, Deborah. Like, changed my life, Javi, because Javi lives above me, and so we can go out on our balconies and look at each other and, and it's say like, hi and say hi. <laughs> until we're freezing to death and then it's like all right exactly. see you later <laughs> um but like you know like diane said something at opening which really struck a chord with me how like she got into theater because she she needed a community and you know like we've picked a really not easy profession and we're our professions like going through it right now but you know, it's the people that keep me going. It's uh, it's show folk. Like nobody, nobody gets what we do, and the families, the bonds that you create. In the meantime, it's like you both are like permanently tattooed on my heart forever. Amen. Show that. us. Show us. Show us. Show us the tattoo. Here it is. Here it is. Um, That's how you spell my name. Yeah. Oh no, I fucked that, that it up. Closely like it resembles the words Matthew McConaughey, which is surprising <laughs> and upsetting to me. Not Matthew McConaughey. Um, and like, also like, it's just so strange because Deborah, you were working on like two films before this. Yeah, no COVID. Um, no COVID. And like with hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was working on these two films and you're you're both family to me and I love you indelibly and you've made impressions on me with your humanity, with your artistry. Um, it's just been, I mean, this experience and everyone in our cast and crew, except for the one person who assumes I'm going to die. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm not, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not going to, I'm fine. Um, I, you know, uh, so anyways, I love all of you and think you're all so special and amazing. Let me reroute myself back to the film. Okay, so <laughs> um, yeah, I had these two films back to back. I worked on a TV show um, and we had hundreds of people and it was, we were, we. I think we felt like in our bubble, we did, you know, sign a lot of things saying we wouldn't interact with other people. And for the most part, people did that. But I also know cast members went to like bars and things and then came to sad and like, you know, it's just this variant is a different thing. We're just basically something different. We, we um, and so I, I also felt like when this all happened, I felt lucky that we'd gotten this far. I felt lucky we got to open. I felt lucky we got to create so much. I was like, you know, we, we actually beat the clock more than mm -hmm. we thought we would. And, 
And I'm just so grateful like to be in this world with Justin and Caroline and Aaron's music uh, and, and these words and, and all of your enormous gifts and these young people we work with that are the only word for them are phenoms. Like I've just never experienced anything like it. They're just individual phenoms that, that I don't, that I think are the rarest. Um, no offense to other people their age, but they're, they're it. They are. <laughs> they really when, are. When we were off stage, um, like I remember when Luke and Parpar were doing um, the, I don't want to be an old soul. And just sitting there, I think I think I was with either if you, being you, older makes me numb. And being like, we, it's like when when you saw Idina in Rent for the first time, or Wicked, and being like, this person is a superstar, and I'm witnessing the very beginning mm -hmm. of their journey, like it's bananas. And even Idina being like, how dare they be so talented? <laughs> and being like, I know, I know. Like, did they sell their soul? Like, what <laughs> happened? I'll sell my soul. Um, do it. I, Whatever's I left of it. Did. I think that kind of talent comes from a a soul sale. I think that it's, <laughs> it's only, I think it's the only explanation. Yes. You know? It's satanic. It is satanic. Yes. They can do it live. Like, they make it look easy. Then they come back and they're like, I'm going to play Minecraft. Like, you know. Cause they're, they're young and you're like, but you're also like a Goliath talent. Like it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. It's Speak totally crazy. Speaking of, they convinced me to buy Minecraft. Michael's like, yeah, I'll teach you how to play. And I like, we haven't played at all. I'm like, Michael, <laughs> do not forget the man who plays your abusive father. I will become <laughs> abusive in real life. I am method. They are young, they are talented and they're liars. <laughs> we, all know, we all know that. <laughs> Gosh, Deborah, I mean, you, you're the funniest can't. person I know. Oh, I so can't how, keep how up with doing? you. Honestly, though, I didn't really circle back that thing. I'm fine. Like I've been doing fine. I've been writing. Yeah. I've been doing yoga. I've been sleeping. I've been like a little bummed out, but generally, I'm I'm like accepting this quarantine for what it is, and and totally. And like, yeah. You didn't tell us how you're doing alone. Well, I mean, it's been hard. I mean, in the sense that I, as much as I love being alone, I crave people. Like I love being alone so I can recharge, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like a day without a hug and different parts of my body turn to ash. It's like the flower <laughs> and beauty and the beast, like and then the last petal feet. <laughs> Sing that again, but Deborah. <laughs> but who could ever learn to love a beast? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, now, Javi, yeah. where did your journey begin? Because your probably debut was In the Heights. Yeah. That's the, in the Heights was my first Broadway show. It was my first everything. And from there, I, I did a lot. I did a lot of theater that was just smaller productions everywhere, regional, whatever. But I, 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 I really found that the industry didn't have a place for me. Mm. And, and so I really was, was thinking outside the box a lot and trying to find opportunities or manifest opportunities that, felt really satisfying and gratifying, but not in the, in the realm of Broadway. And, and I really, I, I, I ended up finding myself working a lot more doing classical work, you know, Shakespeare and all that. And that, that felt beautiful. And Hamilton was just sort of getting, (laughs) Hamilton was just getting the band back together. You know what I mean? Like Lynn, we started workshopping that in like 2011, I think. And, um, and it was like a handful of songs and it was going to be a mixtape. It wasn't even a concept yet, really. And that just kept growing and growing and growing. And, and then, um, I don't know if you know this, but originally I was, he was writing Lauren's for me. And, we got, we started to workshop the, the second half of, of the piece. And it wasn't clear if it was going to be act two yet, but we get to the Philip and, and Hamilton scenes. And I'm standing there with Lynn and I'm like, you know, I've got a gray in my beard. I'm taller than him. And I'm like, this and you're is- like, un, du, house like me, see me. <laughs> exactly. papa, papa, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a friend, Papa. <laughs> I used that voice exactly, and you know, I really tried, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I it just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And Tommy and I had a good conversation about that, and it was like you need to if if given the concept that the actor who plays Lawrence is going to play Philip, you've got to find someone younger. You've got to find someone who can play the kid, and and so I ended up going out to OSF. I left the I didn't do the official workshop. And then I, I went to OSF and I, I did a, a season there and it was beautiful. I fell in love with it. I was going to do a second season, but then that's when Lynn called and it was literally just like, Hey, you know, his first baby was about to be born. He didn't quite know when, and it was like any day, you know, as we were starting rehearsal and it was like, Javi, I need boots on the ground. I, you know, he sent me all the music and he, so basically, you know, in the way that we communicate, I knew that meant, he needs me to be ready to be Hamilton on day one of rehearsal. So I did nothing but saturate in that music 
which I knew, you know, for the most part, but like the new music for act two, there was a lot of music to learn for act two. And I just sat in it and I um, had that in my DNA by day one. And by day three, Lynn was going to be out and I was on for Hamilton and the stage manager was like, that's insane. He's not rehearsed. I'm like, actually, I'm ready. Like that's so Christine (laughs) Daae, like that's so Madame Jury being like, Harvey knows the role, monsieur. He has been well taught. I love it. Take that Charlotte St. Martin. (laughs) Hey, come on. Prop, prop more fire. Um, (laughs) And Deborah, like, okay. So did you start in New York? What, tell, tell me your journey. Um, I, well, also, I want to ask Javi, like, when Lynn yeah. was having a baby, the first one, did he call it Lynn Manuel Merbaby? <laughs> I, I can't. Know. I cannot. You're, you're going I'm leaving. I'm, that's just, my cue to leave. I wonder if that's, like, I was just, that's what I assumed that they would call the baby. So Lynn Manuel Merbaby. That's what I would call the baby. That's the um, name of my baby. That's the name of my baby. I cannot. Um, and then the second one is Lynn Manuel, her second baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I started off as um, in uh, in Central Florida. I was um, I started singing when I was four, and then I started playing the piano when I was seven. And I'm adopted, and my parents are Caucasian, so it was just in my blood. I just wanted to play classical piano. Like I begged to play classical piano, which is an unusual, I also begged for a dog. I got that and a piano. Um, so I'm winning. Yes, yeah, so I just been playing and then I was singing and then I came to New York with like three bags, two books, one me. Who knows I see that, that reference? reference. Huh? NYC, Probably know we're that talking of Annie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I started doing, um, I had done a lot of acting as a child. So I had done some like Nickelodeon things and in Orlando and I did a bunch of commercials and things came to New York and came to New York, um, started auditioning right away for like off, off Broadway plays and did like a ton of off, off Broadway, um, which led me eventually to one Diane Paulus, where I worked on an off Broadway show with her called the donkey show, um, which was based on the comedy bears. I'm sorry, cut the karaoke show. <laughs> tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> preceded us, but um, see, it's not easy to keep track of names. <laughs> okay, we're circling back to you. Well, you're one person show. I don't think we're not. Okay, like <laughs> so, we're circling back. Um, yeah, just so I just auditioned for a lot of things and did a lot of, uh, you know, did some films and some and did a ton and ton of plays and musicals, and then eventually found this project where they were looking for actors who could improvise and sing and come up with characters. And that's how I got into spelling. That's amazing. I mean, that show was perfect. Like everybody in it, uh, including the amazing uh, swings that I've seen perform in the show. Like it was genius what you all put together. Let's back up too and say the swings on that show are the most talented people to be able to play like not just these single, very specific characters, but to be able to play multiple ones of those who sing in different, like some are legit singing, some are pop singing, like 
the, the skill set it requires to do that is so beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. Like, those the swings are the most talented people. <laughs> like yes. they do not get the credit they deserve because I could never do it. Like I, I did it once. It. I did it once for six months, and it was the hardest. Also, like it as somebody with anxiety to like you know you you see a blob of people and you're supposed and you understudy all of them but to be able to be like okay i'm gonna focus on this person i have a script for each of them and this person is like a red pencil you know it's bananas yeah what swings go through that's a different kind of brain i don't have that brain i definitely do not have that brain it was you know like it's i think it's one of the hardest jobs out there also you know, like I've understudied plenty and that's also, so it gives me anxiety. Cause like when you're on stage, you you're paying attention to your role, but at the same time, you're looking at them out of the corner of your eye and being like, okay, they're standing right there. They're angled like that. I see. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, I mean, Javi can't even remember the name of his own one person show. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you gave the wrong title too, in my defense, and I'm old. I did give the wrong title. I was like, I, I blame 900 now. So. <laughs> I'm 87,000 years old. You understand. <laughs> um, Josh, tell us, I want you to tell us about your journey because I saw you in the prom. Oh, me too. Incredible. Oh my gosh. You just tore up that stage. You're a thousand watts of a million watts of light. You're hilarious. You can really sing your face off. You're all the things like I aspire to be as talented as you. Oh, you're so sweet. I mean, y'all know it. Like I, I started in New York for a long time. I got a national tour of wicked, which left me permanently emotionally damaged. And then, you know, like, after that, I was just doing regional theater for years, and I I would get down to the end or get close to, to some Broadway things, and it got to a point where I just felt like it was never going to happen, and I couldn't live out of a suitcase for 700 bucks a week anymore, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. And literally, my last Broadway audition that I said, this is it, was hair. And initially, I said no to it because I was like, I'm fat and balding. I'm not some yuck, sexy little Will Swenson. Um, <laughs> but my agents were like, no, you're going in. I went in. I gave the biggest fuck you audition of my life. I sang River by Joni Mitchell, but I was like angry about it. I was like, I wish I had a river so long. <laughs> and they were like, can you come back? And I was like, yes. And um that last callback the final one was so intense there was like 50 people there for five tracks for five swing positions and one person broke their knee in the dance combo yes yes i was like one down one down let's keep going (laughs) no let the the knee break let the knee break no that's terrible um no and and they're fine now but um Oh my God. After, and then we had to wait in a hall for hours while one person went in at a time to do the entire show, basically. And when I left, I was one of the last people of the day and I just felt so defeated. I called my agent and said like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And they called the next day and were like, well, can you wait till you're 
done with the contract because you got it, you know. And I told Diane at opening, I was like, in 2009, you changed my life forever. Like, I would not be, I would not be doing this anymore if it wasn't for you. You're the only one who gave me a chance. And because of you, other people gave me chances too. You know, like, I love her so much. I am so grateful that, that she brought all of us together. Me too. You know, and like, this process was pretty insane. Going from like a simple reading to like... Off book. (laughs) An off book musical with lights and costs and special effecty type things, you know. And, and then um, we had that, well, I thought it was interesting they brought in that dog because I was like, when this dog comes on the stage, no one's going to look at us. Like everyone is always going to focus on the golden retriever, even if he- <laughs> <laughs> there was no golden retriever. <laughs> but that does bring up flashbacks from Finding Neverland where uh, oh. the out of town at ART, Thane Jasperson was the dog. And then they brought it to New York and Thane went off to do Hamilton, which I told him not to do because it was off Broadway. And I was like, Ugh, this is this is actually going to Broadway. So stick with this. Uh, uh, He's like, but I have a solo. And I think, but I have a solo. Stick with this one. And yeah, look uh, at who's the uh, asshole now. Um, uh, but then you. Colin Cunliffe got his role as the dog. And then while teching the show, we got to the theater and there was an actual dog on stage. And like he had to get in the costume and like stand next to the dog and like all this stuff. And then the dog got the role. They kept Colin. They they put him into the ensemble. Like Colin had a job, but it was just like weird. <laughs> such an uncomfortable thing. Also, the dog that they found wasn't really trained to be on stage. So instead of like running across the stage to Matthew like a happy dog, he would like peek out at the audience and turn around and leave the oh. stage. <laughs> and uh, the trainer, her name was Bambi, and Bambi talked like this. Oh my God. And so <laughs> Diane would be on the God mic being like, Bambi, Bambi, can you get the dog to look at Matthew? And Bambi would come up and be like, No, he's a dog. He's a dog. It's I a can't, dog. no, he's a dog. What? Like, I know, I know. Like they, they went down to the shelter and found somebody with a dog and were like, You, <laughs> you want to be on Broadway? Woof. Woof, woof. The dog's yeah, like, you, gotta, no. you have to find dogs who long for the spotlight, who dogs who want it. I worked with this. Prof- I have a short tangent about a dog story. I worked with this dog, this professional dog. Um, I was very excited. I, I did this episode of Disney's Dog with a blog, and I they, and I remember the time like my agents were like, "Do you want to do this?" I'm like, "Yes, I get to work with a dog." I'm like, "Please, yes, I this is my dream." And I worked on this episode called "The Puppies Talk," so there were puppies in it. It was like my dream come true. Like, my God. If, if I could only work on a show acting with a dog, like that would be for me it. Um, no offense to both of you, because working with you is <laughs> a dream. Okay. <laughs> so I go to the set, and I remember the dog, so cute. And I was like, "Hey, you know, does the dog like coming to work?" And his owner was like, oh, yeah, he loves it. Like at home, we don't let him go on the furniture at all. And so when he comes to work, he can get on the couch, he can get on the chair, he can go anywhere he wants. And like, this is his favorite place. And like, I was like, what a great system. Like comes to work, he's like, look at me on the couch. Like, <laughs> and then I was like, can I pet him? He's like, yeah, he's a dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god yeah he's a dog he's a dog he's a dog he wants you to pet him so i was like petting this dog image and the puppies and i was like there was a bird there were a couple birds there i'm like this is the best job ever but oh i did <laughs> But yeah, he's a dog. You can pet him. I just loved watching him come on set though and jump and roll all over the furniture. And I was like, what? What a good life for this dog. My my first gig when I was a kid was a production of Gypsy. And they had a real lamb for, you know, the little lamb and all that stuff, which was the biggest fucking mistake because that lamb would just like, poor Heather Lee was uh, Gypsy Rose Lee and singing and crying her heart out. And the lamb would just start eating the set, like literally eating the set. What? With Heather yeah. Lee from the Lee List? Yeah. Well, Heather Lee was. She was. She was Louise. Uh, Karen Morrow no. was Rose. It was huge. It was amazing. Wow. Wow, I love. I love that. Okay, go on. No, I mean that's the story. And then just oh, eating the set. Another fucking animal story. When I was a kid, I did a junior theater production of Big River, where there was like everybody was like quadruple cast and Adam Lambert was Tom Sawyer as well as I was now. And how about a hand for the hog? We had to hold a real pig. What? what? A real pig. It's finally my performance. It's a, some, you know, weekday matinee. I finally get to be Tom Sawyer and I get on stage with the pig to sing. How about a hand for the hog? And I'm about halfway through when the pig starts shitting in my hand. No, oh no. And I forgot the rest of the words. No. And tears start filling my eyes. And I just skip to the end of the song. I go, thank you. And I walk off stage and there's Adam fucking Lambert going. No. Bravo. No. Bravo. <laughs> and literally, I think, I mean, I don't think I threw the pig, but that's sort of the memory of like being like, ah! <laughs> But um, it's all that good though. Disgusting. Adam and I are still friends. We did Wicked together years later. We're we're all good. Um, we were just child nemesis. When you said "How about a hand for the hog," I was like, "Oh, this must be an expression I don't know from like white America." But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. I did. I had to do that song at Hershey Park. No, you didn't. I was in the country show at Hershey Park and I did oh, like Hershey. five shows a day, six days a week. How about a hand for the hog? <laughs> That's so strange. I don't know this song, so I would actually like you both. It's like, well, I've always heard and ain't too sure that a band's best friend is main inker. How about a hand for the hog, my friend, a hand for the hog? It's like so <laughs> See, a hog ain't nothing but a forked thing, little forked feet, and it's nosy ring. Pickle them feet, folks. How about a hand, about for, a the hand for the hog? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my, my, my childhood was like, he is pleased with me. <laughs> like, try, first of all, I can't. Like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you two. I'm just so grateful for you both. I love you both so much. You you make my heart filled with so much light. And not just that sexy light that you have, Javi. And you and like Deborah, I've never laughed harder with anybody in my entire life. And I think, you know, there's a great Bette Midler song called Laughing Matters. And the the end of the song is like, um, don't you know it's times like these that laughing matters most of all? And it's like, yeah, yeah, dude laughing especially in crazy times it, it does matter 
Um, thank you. I vehemently so so really disagree with that. I hate you. <laughs> You're the funniest person. You keep us. You make me laugh so hard that I some I've like had like like laughs that have led me to incontinence. <laughs> to me, is that's like the goal. <laughs> like that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> you understand? As a lady of the stage, that's the goal. Oh my god! Uh, but no, no seriously, uh, you both you both have have constantly kept each room that we've inhabited as a cast light and joyful and hilarious and nothing could be you know when, when, when as things were changing and we were needing to be off book and the pressure just sort of started to mount and we were like what are we doing you know you kept everything with the energy with levity you know the, the air in the room was always light because of both of you. So, I mean, that's, that's from my perspective, you were constantly mm -hmm. saving the day for us. For oh, sure. Let's circle you. back to you, Javi. Um, in our compliment fest, you really always reminded us how lucky we were to be there and performing live and how not everyone has this privilege or opportunity, mm -hmm. um, particularly with the times we're in. And I remember that every time we went on stage, I was like, I'm lucky, I am blessed. This is, this is happening right now. Like not everyone gets to work right now. And like, I'm going to savor this. And like, I would always look across stage and see both of you and check in with everyone in the cast and always think, my God, what a blessing to share a stage with all of you. It was, it's re really a tremendous gift. I know like, you know, it's a bummer that we've had to close for now, but, but beautiful to have had this experience that I will, that I is, is, one of my top experiences. Yeah, my yeah. first top experience was when I won the lottery and then I gave it all to charity. Um, <laughs> Javi, yours? What about you? <laughs> um, oh my, my, God. Second, my second top experience was when I got to go to that corgi farm. And then number three is Wild the Musical Becoming. I love you. <laughs> well, and to circle it back to you, Deborah, like. <clears throat> I the way the kids of the show love you so much, everybody calls you mommy oh. because you just take care of everyone. But also like when we'd all hang out and you being like, okay, we're going to do a circle and everybody has to say something that they're grateful for or something that they've learned today or something like it was so powerful because like that was not my experience in the business. It was just like, oh, you're happy to be here. Wait, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. You know, or, you know, like it's all downhill from here, kid, you know, that kind of shit where like you're here inspiring people and reminding us constantly about the beautiful things that are in this world around us all the time, even even when times are hard. And that's something that I love about you. And Javi, you're a champion of the world with all the charity work that you do and you know, like all those like late night conversations that we had, um, you know, it's like you gave me different perspectives on practicing gratefulness, both of you. And um, I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you came on the show today. It means the world. And um, I love you too, Joshie. I can't wait for this to be over so we can hug each other inappropriately. You know, <laughs> the only way. 
I'd like to show you both my body. Yes. Also, Josh, <laughs> seriously though, your talent is so exceptional. Like watching you create and discover on stage in, a, in front of a live audience, you know, as we were figuring this out was amazing. And Javi made me cry every night, which is super annoying. Every night. <laughs> Thanks. No, that means a lot. Like, like as you know, like this was sort of scary in the sense that I'm not shockingly asked to like play like redneck abusers, bigoted, you know, like assholes. And though it's so much fun to me at the same time, I'm like, it's so opposite of who I am that, you know, I, I felt all your love and support throughout all of this. And it just gave me confidence to trust myself. So oh, I love you both. Love you too. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening for, to another episode of Josh Swallows. Stay tuned for more, and you can still support the show at patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. I fucking love you all. Alan, roll the credits! Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and myself, Josh Lehman, with associate producer Elizabeth Wheelis. And special thanks to our Patreon producers, David Rimmer and Josh Harris. You can join them. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I read them. This is how I continue living. Help me live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping Broadway alive and swallow you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.